I'm letting them know we will be with you in a minute. There's nothing better than a good sea shanty when it comes to uh, whiskey. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I'm already saw in the chat that Eddie's asking if we're going to be singing 99 bottles of scotch. <laughs> well, um, we could. Rather than 99 bottles of beer in the wall, why not? <laughs> well, you know, this is National Scotch Day. We need to um, celebrate accordingly. Yes, but I think do. if we would plow through 99 bottles of scotch even collectively we would be quite the quite the lot <laughs> uh, well yeah yeah I, I never did try to drink use it drinking singing the song while drinking beer so <laughs> I, don't, I don't i wouldn't have gotten very far to be honest with you so <laughs> uh, so good morning everybody and welcome to all things sr as we celebrate gabriel's preferred drink <laughs> Yes, yes, the the lifeblood of the Scottish Isles. Yes. The very special, uh, very um, precious to those who love it and to those from, from Scotland. Uh, the only alcohol to be named after a country. That's true. <laughs> true story. There's no other alcohol that is directly correlating to well there's irish whiskey it's irish whiskey but it's not called irish it's it's called yeah. irish whiskey this is scotch it's it's That's a true. it's a different thing That's and true. as as sam hewen recalls in the book clanlands whenever he's on the road and wants a little reminder of home he will pour himself a dram and drink in the Highlands. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't read it, and I know I've talked about this before, but um, the book that accompanies the series Men in Kilts called Clanlands with uh, Sam Hewen and Graham McTavish is just delightful and highly, highly recommend the Audible version because they read the book and That's it true. is they really perform the book and it is there are times I you were just giggling oh I can um, imagine. I can only imagine I can only imagine <laughs> and as uh, uh, Betty notes tequila has a few songs but it's not a country <laughs> that's very this true. is true there that are many true. songs that pay um, homage to alcohol you know there's oh, well, a tear in my beer you know, <laughs> know whiskey 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 in the Jar, that's an Irish right. song. There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, Black Lab Lady uh, read, uh, she's read the book and she said she loves it. It is. It's, it's, it's super fun. I was listening to it um, on the last leg of my drive uh, because I am broadcasting today live from Lewis, Delaware, mm -hmm. um, about a mile from the Atlantic Ocean. Not and, bad. Uh, not bad actually quite lovely and uh, brought my mom here we're going to be here for several days um my daughter is here as well this time mm. uh abe is abe is back at home he's not feeling well so oh i'm sorry he has to, yeah it's an upper respiratory thing but luckily not the not the big dreaded upper respiratory thing oh that's a good so thing. um yeah but I don't know about you guys, but I'm finding that um, a lot of people now are getting sick. And Abe's doctor he talked to yesterday said some of it's because we have been, haven't been interacting with a lot of people. And now we're starting to interact again. And there are just things that are um, well, you know, that out there. Is, that is one of the things they've talked about um, with, with, uh, on um, with you know everybody taking their masks off they said last year I mean nobody really got colds and nobody got the 
got the flu, or very few people, I should say, got any of it. And, you know, we were all, you know, huddled in our homes. We weren't doing any going out anywhere or anything like mm-hmm. that. We wore masks when we did go out. And uh, so, yeah, so that was, uh, that was um, definitely a time. Yes. Yes, it was. And I'm seeing, uh, and, and now we're, you know, now we're, now we're just back, but we're being cautious because, mm-hmm. you know, things are still happening. Yeah. And Franca joined. Hi, Franca. I thought of you watching the Olympics. Yes. When your countrywoman won that amazing uh, one of the one of the swimming uh, meets, she just blew everybody away. She was phenomenal. I'm blanking out on the athlete's name, but I'm sure you know who she was. She was. It was very, very epic. I think South Africa won uh, gold, and then I think U.S. won maybe silver and bronze. Anyone see that race? I've been a little bit. I haven't been my normal obsessive Olympian watcher, but uh, I have caught some of it. I just love the sports. I just love watching it all. So Franca says she misses you all, but the last couple of weeks have just been hectic. Just popping in to say hello. Can't stay too long. So well, happy so, you could say hi. Yeah, that was very nice of you, Franca. Thank you. And yes. Cheryl pointed out that she knows a lot of vaccinated people that are getting COVID-19. Mm. And, uh, you know, there are breakthrough cases. I do know uh, when my sister's group, because she works in a healthcare environment, they were all vaccinated by the end of February, all the uh, workers in the place and, and, and some of the patients. And they've had a few people come with breakthrough. Uh, and, mm-hmm. this is, and this is, you know, February, March, they, they were breaking through. So I know it does happen. Um, the one thing I have heard, though, is that even though you do break through with the case, uh, chances are, are very high you will not be put in the hospital, and of course you will not die. So th- that's one of the good things about the vaccine. Right. And, that's that's really was the selling point of the whole thing. Right. right. And and I you know I just I know that there are still people that are very hesitant about getting the vaccine. I talked to a couple last night actually that are in mm-hmm. the uh, late 70s, and that kind of disturbed me a little bit. But um, anyway, they, you know, they were, uh, we, we all had this chat about it. My sister, you know, she told them, and, and my her sister-in-law, that's Patty 1 and Patty 2, and Patty <laughs> 1 is my sister, um, you know, she, they both talked to them about it. So I think that, you know, hopefully... Hopefully we'll get through this thing, and hopefully if people start getting vaccinated, we can, uh, you know, going along the way. I am hopeful as well. Cheryl noted one of their news anchors had been out a couple weeks, expected to return last week, but couldn't. Brenda said most cases are now unvaccinated people, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and those uh, in terms of people requiring hospitalization, which is what they expected. That's kind of what they're telling us. You know, the vaccine will help you not have a, as severe a case. And um, in terms of the Olympics, thank you, Frank. I will. I, I wanted to note uh, this really remarkable um, swimmer's name. Um, she was fantastic, as Franco said, Tatiana Schoenmaker. Uh-huh. Um, really, really great. Um, that was a great race. And uh, the Aussies, of course. And I don't know about you guys, but when I'm watching it now, I get so excited when a team from a country of somebody I know through SR's community wins. Do you guys do that, too? Like, I get super I do, excited yeah. when I see I South Africa or I see Australia or I mm-hmm. see Russia or, or you know, Canada, it's um, or, or Brazil. How about the Brazilian diver? Mm-hmm. Wait, was it the diver? Or am I mixing up my sports? Or was it the Brazilian diver? Or was it the Brazilian gymnast? It might be the gymnast. I'm, I'm, I'm See, sure. I told you, I, I, I'm not on top of it as I usually am. But because I've been really working a ton, too. Um, and Betty said, I missed all the rugby games, but I did read Fiji was the gold medalist. So... I, my daughter is obsessed with rugby. She started watching it about, uh, actually she started watching it uh, during her COVID romance when she was dating a rugby player. And now she, um, she kept the rugby and dropped the player. (laughs) 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 
and um, it was more a mutual thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, she really loves watching rugby, and she'll try and watch uh, all the different uh, matches. Especially, she loves the women's rugby, the seven on seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about rugby to be. I, I know very this, but... very little about rugby. All I remember. Uh-huh. I remember when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I started following soccer. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was a girl that I was in college with whose boyfriend played for a professional soccer team. She always used to get us tickets, and so we'd go. And uh, I went for the legs, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Now, hey, I know some people just watch the sports for the uniforms. So. That's true. That's true. But now they, it was a, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it too. So, mm-hmm. so I, I started following Premier Leagues uh, in Great Britain, and uh, really big on. I love Manchester United. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, my uh, childhood friend is obsessed with watching all of all of the, you know, as the European football, the mm-hmm. soccer in the U.S., um, she's obsessed. Like, mm-hmm. and I think there's a big game tomorrow. I think, I think the U.S. is, uh, is in the, the final. The U.S. women and uh, Canadian women are going to yes. be playing. Yes, U.S., Canada. You, All right, SR. We should have put a wager on that with SR. I know, I know. We, we still have time. We still we have do. time. If he's around, you know, as, as you may know, yes. as we've seen, SR has not really been around too much. Yes. He's, so <laughs> we've I, been joking that he's on holiday watching the Olympics. Or, or <laughs> Well, last weekend I sent him an email saying uh, last Saturday uh, that we had decided that he was either a uh, fencing <laughs> coach for the Canadian uh, team and was in, in Japan, or um, he was writing somewhere, hopefully in Paris. And mine thing with the, the fox that's in our back. I talked about that as well. <laughs> yes. And uh, so I just said, you know, I said, you know, we're leaving. I'm leaving Scotch coffee and donuts out for you. Just make sure you turn the thermos. Which you, and he did respond to that at like seven o'clock in the morning one day. Yeah. So yeah. Hopefully, and, and wherever I, I he joked, is. I had joked too. I had joked too when I sent the email that he was, you know. Um, Actually, from last week, I joked that, yes, you know, we're envisioning you over in Tokyo right now. I said, how's, (laughs) I I said, how's Tokyo? So um, he was laughing, but he has been off, um, offline, uh, offline more. And to me, I feel like that's lovely for several reasons, because he's most likely resting, relaxing, traveling or writing so I'm very very happy about that and um, I wanted to thank Brenda because she did the it was indeed gymnastics with the Brazilian Mm -hmm. uh, woman first ever uh, Brazilian woman to win a medal in gymnastics and she won the silver Um, yeah very very cool and Betty um, you're cracking me up because Betty says, all I know about rugby is that the players have super strong thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. And they're crazy. Yes. Yeah, that they um, are. No, they're not all crazy. Actually, I've known a lot of really great rugby players. Um, yeah, super smart. But some of them are crazy. Um, and yes, Betty, the boss is on tour. So we're actually uh, having a dram in his honor this morning for yes. the na- for National Scotch Day, and um, we did some. Uh, we listen to me. We the royal we. I did a tiny bit of research. Pam did, as always, the great teacher, dug in and found um, some cool history and and mm-hmm. um, items on Scotch. So we thought we'd share that and uh, kind of explore a little bit about. Uh, this special drink that SR loves so much. Well, now you know. Here's the th- here's something that I found. You know, Scotch was originally uh, in the, began in the early 15th century. So I'm wondering if it ever made its way to Italy for Dante to try. Even though the section of Italy he's from is well known for their wines. Um, I so don't I wonder- know. I that would be. 
fascinating mm -hmm. since it was 1494 where mm -hmm. they had the first documented record right. of distilling. Uh, yeah, on their tax rolls. And, and think about that, 1494. So 1492 is uh, was the Christopher Columbus voyage from Spain to um, the New World, as they they yes. called it in back in 1492, Columbus Columbus sailed the sailed ocean the blue. Ocean blue. <laughs> you, yes, for for those of you who didn't grow up in um, the northeastern part of the United States, that was a little poem okay. that we learned and ch as a child. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but you think about that, that's kind of that concurrent time. Um, and I, I loved, one of the things they said in Clanlands was, uh, it was, the recording of it was recorded as aquavit, which mm -hmm. is water of life. Mm -hmm. And um, the, interestingly enough, the Scandinavians have a, special, uh, shall I say, special fire water um, that they make called Aquavit. So I thought mm -hmm. that was interesting, too, that that was kind of a similar terminology. And I know there had been a lot going back and forth prior to that. Again, thank you, Sam and Graham, for uh, putting this in your in the book, um, because the Vikings did um, actually enter Scotland and they brought a lot of their traditions. So I think that could also be a play on the mixing of cultures. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I have to tell you, I love Aquavit and it is, it is true fire water. If you guys don't <laughs> like anything harsh, it is. My friends like looked at me in horror when I had a flight, I was doing an Aquavit tasting in uh, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, Cause there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Scandinavian and, um, uh, people heritage a lot of people from that part of the world settled there in the u.s and um it's really really good but it is it is you know it's like it's you know it's like grain alcohol or uh, oh, moonshine, moonshine or <laughs> um, i'm trying to think of the other uh grappa in uh, italy you know the mm -hmm. really really mm -hmm. harsh like mm -hmm. put hair on your chest kind of alcohol yeah Oh, you mean the one that so, puts chest on your hair? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, Franca, Franca uh, put in because uh, we were uh, <clears throat> talking of rugby. She said, "Do you guys know Stuart Reardon? He's an ex-rugby player and is now a book model. He is gorgeous and writes books with Jane Harvey Barrick. Do any of you know her? She's a fabulous writer. I do not, but I Franca." Do not know her. I am adding that to the list of things to check out. And, of course, he's a hot former rugby player. As Betty they noted, do they have great thighs. <laughs> they do have great thighs. I know, I can't just... <laughs> uh, a lot of those athletes have great everything. Yes, they but do. But that's another story for another day. Um, we see Monica's here. Hey, Mon, how are you? Good, good afternoon to you. Yes, bon dia. Bon dia. And, it's uh, so good that you could join us. We are celebrating National Scotch Day in honor of SR and his love of scotch. Um, so we're talking a little bit about the history, but we're also, um, because of uh, the Tokyo Olympic Games going on, we talked a little bit about them and mm -hmm. how every time I see an athlete from a country of a friend from the SR family, I get very excited, and I'm always uh, rooting for the countries uh, are... for those countries' teams. Like we talked about, the South African who um, who won the swimming uh, gold, and uh, the Brazilian who won silver yes. in the gymnastics, the women's gymnastics. So, so the you know so it's when we're talking about Scotland and you know Scotland, they had they've always been taxed crazily. Yes. So there was a lot of illicit uh, brewing of scotch. And they and the people, they would smuggle it out of the country and usually in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> that is clever, but I, you know, I know, industrious, the scotch are industrious people. They are, <laughs> they are. 
but they, you know, the the those tax people, they always get their way. <laughs> and uh, in fact, there's one Scotch, uh, one tax tax collector, who even wrote a whole poem to the Scotch drink, and and that was and Robert Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Burns, and that, you know, that's another fact that was mentioned in Clanlands. Mm-hmm. Um, not only was he, you know, such a well-known poet of, uh, of the country, of Scotland, but in his later years, that's how he made his living. He was a tax collector. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, a highly controversial position to put yourself <laughs> in, because nobody's a fan of the tax collector. No. Especially no. in Scotland, when, you know, they were being taxed, um, in some cases, seven times higher than, uh, those in the, in Britain. Well, you know, and, and this, this brings me to wonder if, because there's a lot of, um, Scotch and Irish that when they came to the United States, uh, a lot settled in the mountains, areas of the Ozarks. Uh And I wonder with, uh, their, wanting to create this scotch and the, the whiskey distilling illicitly that they did uh, in Scotland. I wonder how many of them brought their stills back and created the moonshine. That the I think is that for. is actually, I, I'm fairly certain and friends, if you know this history of that, that particular part of, uh, of the, the story um, of the, of the country, um, feel free to enter into the chat room, but I think that's correct. I think, well, you know, like any, any group of people coming into a different area, they'll bring their customs and traditions. And I'm pretty sure a lot of that was brought from, um, Scotland. And Frank has got to leave us and thank you for coming in and, and checking in. And we'll definitely look into these books that Jane wrote, the education of Sebastian, the education of Caroline. And, uh, you stay safe too and have a great afternoon, Franca. And yes, evening. thank you for visiting us. I just love when you stop by, it makes our day. Oh, it's so good to see her online. I did honestly when when uh when the game was on and I saw the South African flag, I was like, Oh Franca, I hope she's watching. <laughs> um I know I'm so silly. So but I'm just, um, I'm, I'm just gonna read a couple of of verses or stanzas of this poem from Robert Burns because the thing is tremendously long. So, just as an FYI, I'm only going to read two. Give him strong drink until he wink, that is sinking in despair, and liquor good to fire his blood, that is pressed with grief and care. There, let him drink deeply and deeply carouse with bumpers flowing over till he forgets his loves or debts and minds his griefs no more. And that's actually from Solomon. Then the next one is, let other poets raise a fracas about vines and wines and drunken bacchus and ill-natured names and stories torment us and vex our ear. I sing the juice scotch barley can make us in a glass or a jug. And it goes on. It's a, it, as I said, it's a fairly large poem. So I love that, though. I sing the juice scotch barley makes us. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> and you know what? I know SR would just be thrilled that we're, <laughs> we're including poetry in the All Things SR <laughs> National Scotch Day podcast. Because what's more SR than poetry well, you know, he and did, Scotch. And he lived in Edinburgh for a while, so why not? Right, right, not? right. And, I and, think, you know, and again, this is one of the things I love about um, having an All Things SR podcast because we can kind of explore some of these different corners of, um, of topics and categories that um, we venture into when we're reading um, books like Gabriel's Inferno. And the fact that Gabriel's, you know, loved, mm-hmm. loved his scotch. And, you know, who can forget the scene um, where he <laughs> he offers his drink to dear Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, that's one of the, oh, 
that's just one of the scenes I love. Oh, yeah, from Gabriel's Inferno, yeah. From Gabriel's Inferno when they're at um, at the club. Yeah, one of the things I've I've personally have found about Scotch, I I do enjoy it. it yeah, and it's something that's it, you can't just chug it. It's not that kind of whiskey. <laughs> no, because because otherwise you, it does burn all the way down. So, but yeah. um, I, just the the taste, the feel of it in your mouth, and the way it it. You, you different flavors you can get from the barrels that they've been sitting in. It just it's great. I mean, if you just put a drop of water into well, it, and, and, it opens it up a little bit. And that's one thing. Um, when SR is back online, I did ask him about how he prefers his scotch. If he likes it neat, if he likes it with a splash, or if he likes it on the rocks, meaning with ice. Well, so I'll be curious. Yeah, I, be, he, he, I think he's noted that before, but I was curious what his. Uh, well, I think if you, know. you put one one ice cube in, that's fine. You can get you know a decorative mm-hmm. one or something. But oh yeah, one yeah. one of, one yeah. of the my, my father used to drink scotch all the time when I was younger, and um, he he is he would drink it mixed with water and ice. And, mm-hmm. Or in a Manhattan cocktail. Ah, oh, I love and, which is I love a well-crafted Manhattan. Yeah. Oh and my the, gosh. And the other one was a Rob Roy named after mm. one of the great Scotsmen in history. Yes. Yes. And and Betty notes that Nicholas drank Scotch with Constantine in the Man he in the did. Black Suit. He did. He and, did indeed. And uh, Black Lab Lady noted it's the Pete. And yeah. I mean, you, know, you get into the British Isles, whether it be Scotland or Ireland, with the peat, and everything has has that. I mean, and I know <laughs> I haven't been to Scotland, but I have been to Ireland, and I know that they burn it. Wow! To keep, yeah, in the fireplaces. And oh yeah, that's it has right. a they, very they, distinct smell. They they that was one of the things in uh, Men in Kilts. They mm-hmm. talked about that when they visited the distilleries, and um, they said that that's what they would use as fuel. Mm-hmm. And Brenda, I'm laughing because this is the, the quintessential um, scotch drinker um, is a, a lot of people I know who drink scotch feel the same way as your husband. She said, my husband would say that a good scotch, it's a disservice to a good scotch to mix with anything. Let me rephrase that because I butchered what you said, Brenda. My husband would say a good scotch, it's a disservice to mix with anything. And a lot of people are purists in that way. And they're like, nothing, nothing. And, and Ashley um, <laughs> drinks her uh, Sassanac without ice. <laughs> and um, Cheryl said, I have not graduated to anything past water, juice, milk, and Coca-Cola. Of course, it's Coca-Cola because you live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I cannot get past the taste. I cannot do cough syrup either. Um, I'm curious of the people on, in the chat, how many actually like scotch or at least have tried scotch um it's not something that a lot of people drink i guess it's more popular now but it is you know it is a bit of fire water it's a little harsh it has (laughs) burn baby burn as betty said (laughs) it it has come in in on its own um it's uh you know i my mother personally my mother couldn't drink scotch for the same reason i can't drink 151 rum (laughs) <laughs> I, at one point, I she always says that she got so sick drinking it. I don't know how much of it she drank because my mom <laughs> was not a big drinker. Um, but she so she's never touched it again. Yep, yep. I know. My husband had a college experience with a Malibu rum. Mm-hmm. He can't even smell the stuff. And oh, that God, Malibu no. rum, for those of you who don't know, is like a coconut rum. It's actually quite magical and great in tropical fruity drinks. Um, but yeah, he can't get near the stuff even now. And you know, we were in college a long while ago. Um, I kind of giggle every time. Yeah. Every time it raises, it comes around, or he sees it, he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> it's like you can almost see his face turning green. He's like, "No, that was such a bad night." <laughs> so, well, yeah. as I'm looking, Cheryl says, "Never. She's never tried it." Betty says, "I drink sangria." I've yet to try Scotch sangria. Well, that could be a whole other that could be a whole other discussion. That is true. Well, there were some people who um, do mix Scotch, and not not the the better brands, but the mm-hmm. uh, less expensive brands. They mix it with Coca Cola. Yes, yes, 
So absolutely. Um, ah. Cheryl says, um, if it doesn't taste like Kool-Aid, I won't taste it. <laughs> Monica says, now Monica's coming to us from Portugal and she says here it's popular, but I don't drink it. I was curious about that. I wasn't sure, you know, what parts of the world people, um, would enjoy that. And Monica notes, we like our wines and mm-hmm. yes, and Portugal is known for phenomenal wines. Um, uh, the hotel where I worked at the, um, the head chef was uh, Portuguese. And so, yeah, he was all about the wine. Um, Black Lab Lady said, not my number one, but I do enjoy it every now and then. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shell is saying, I don't drink alcohol. So, yes, and you definitely would not drink scotch <laughs> if you don't drink alcohol. And Brenda said, Cheryl, if you ever come to New Orleans, a hurricane might be right up your alley. Just tastes just like Kool-Aid. Wow, mm-hmm. Brenda. You are correct on that front. Cheryl, you better watch it if you ever have that um, alcoholic concoction because it is deceptively like uh, fruit punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you'll feel the effects of the hurricane pretty quickly. Pretty it comes quickly. on you. Yeah. And how um, the sugar turns on you too. Yeah. Yeah. Drink, so. yeah, yeah. Monica says also in um, Portugal, uh, Coca-Cola and whiskey is popular. Um, yeah, that used to be my go-to drink at the bar, Jack and Coke, Jack Daniels whiskey and Coca-Cola. Now, um, when I was in Spain, one of the things that I learned from some of the people that I was with is gin and Coke. Gin and Coke. And I think that's interesting. Like, it, I think it was I would have to, I, I would never think of that. Mm-hmm. Um Another thing in Portugal that this was uh, friends, uh, acquaintances we met um, who were Portuguese, and I don't know what part of Portugal, but they put Sprite in their wine, like a like a, a light um, lemon-lime flavored soda mm-hmm. in their wine. And I don't know, Monica, do you do that? Or do you know people who do that? Or is this just this family that particularly did it. I mean, they, they'd served it at their wedding that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ashley also does the Jack and Coke, but yeah. And Monica says yeah. also beer. They do yeah. a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. I think beer, they is fairly common. Everywhere. Yeah. I think it's universal. Beer is pretty much universal. Yeah. So, um, so other pieces of, uh, Scotch well, history. Well, let's see. We it was uh, it's a green whiskey because it's oh I think it's made with barley and, and mm-hmm. like that. Um, it has a less in, it's a less intense spirit than a malt whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the nineteenth century, Scotch became a little bit more came in out of Scotland a little bit more because of people like James Buchanan, who is Jamie Scotch. Ah. Tommy Dewar, which is Dewar Scotch. Dewar's. Uh, Johnny Walker. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a Johnny Walker story for you, but. <laughs> okay. And, and then, of course, there was James Chivas, who had Chivas Regal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they brought they brought it out to the British Empire and beyond, and, and, you know, that created a love of Scotch from everywhere from. Hong Kong to Hanoi to Sydney to San Francisco, Montreal to Mumbai, Bogota to Berlin, Cape Town and Cape Verde Islands, and you know, so it's, it got exported a lot from there. Now, one well, of the and things- obviously, because of our even our chat in the chat room, we're talking about Scotch with people mm-hmm. who were, were all over the place. So, yeah, I didn't realize that's when it really expanded, though. Yeah, yeah, that's about when it did, and there there is also. One of the things that, you know, it was taxed. So it, then it became an official mm. state. Well, of course, it became popular. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, they wanted to get, get rid of the tax. But, hey, we have a time show. That's right, Betty. So then, um, <laughs> the, you know, there was there was a, uh, in the 1880s, there, the, uh, there was a beetle that kind of devastated the French vineyards. And so that the beer and wine and brandies had pretty much disappeared from the, from everywhere. Uh, so the Scots were too quick to take advantage of that. 
and uh, as the uh, wine industry recovered, Scotch whiskey was replaced with the brandy as the preferred spirit. <laughs> that overcame it overcame the brandy, which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I it's uh, it's interesting. I'm looking in the chat and. Uh, um, the SR Fox said, all the talk about drinks, I have to wait another hour until it's 5 o'clock. It's always 5 well, o'clock the, somewhere. <laughs> we give you permission. <laughs> I actually did. It's funny. I did pack my little bottle of Macallan, but I, I just want coffee this morning. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm not going to savor the uh, Macallan at this hour um, after having so little sleep. Um, and Monica, I have, to put, I have to note her comment. She says beer with Sprite. Beer with Sprite. That is really fascinating to me because I've not heard. Or with Gooseberry. So very, very interesting. I love hearing about different types of food and drink um, from our friends all over. Because mm-hmm. it's always fascinating. I'm not a big beer drinker. So I, I think, and Betty, you never disappoint. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to put Paul's name in the chat box. She wonders if Paul has ever tried scotch. I'm sure he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know her comment with the rugby team was an ode to Paul. but Yes, it is. But I think he probably she, did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monica says, beer with Sprite, it's called panache. And beer with gooseberry, it's called Tango. Uh-huh. Wow. That is really, really cool. Um, might have to, I don't know. I might, I'm not a beer drinker, but I might have to try it. Or oh, I, might I, have I like to, a good beer. I know. I, I, a lot of people do. It's just not my thing. I'm more into the fire water. <laughs> um, and grappa. And grappa. Mm. Yeah, it's not every day, though, obviously. And uh, Shell said it might loosen him up a bit if he had some some scotch. That is true. (laughs) And Black Lab Lady said, don't think scotch would pair well with milk for Paul. Well, you (laughs) never know. You never know. I mean, I I have known women in my mother's generation. Uh, They would. <laughs> they would put a little in a, a little libation into the baby bottle formula to help the child sleep, <laughs> or take a finger and rub their gums with it uh, to numb the pain from teething. Yes, this is true. Yes. This is true. I think that was an old school. Um, you know, an old school yeah, well, recognition I, of I, how to. I I never, I you know, I always swore up down and sideways that I would never give my son any kind of alcohol to do that. And I had a friend who was a dentist who gave me what he what he would use on somebody's gum when he was giving them like a, a injection for Novocaine. Oh wow! And so, which was great, you know, because mm-hmm. you know his the main teeth were fine. It was the molars that were the pain. Yeah, I know. When those little babies have to go through teething. I know. And I just remember, my I think my son was about, I forget how old he was, but we're at my sister's house. And mm-hmm. when she and her husband first got married, they were in a, a small apartment. And of course, no air conditioning and all the windows open. It's the middle of summer. And Patrick did not stop crying until four in the morning. Aww. Yeah, they get, sometimes they get, and then... The actual crying and the working up it increases the pain and whatever. And I was freaking out because I didn't know what to do. I've got people shouting outside their bedroom windows that you could hear in my sister's bedroom window. Please shut that kid up. <laughs> and, you know, so that makes you more anxious. And then, um, yes. so finally, uh, my sister or my brother-in-law, I don't know which one, brought in a bottle of liquor and... and took it my finger and I rubbed his gums and he was asleep in 10 minutes. Aww. So. Yeah. Well, they, you know, there was a reason why they did things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just t- t- 
typing in a little hello to Floor, who's mm-hmm. joined us. We're talking and celebrating National Scotch Day on all things SR, since Scotch is SR's preferred libation, one of them, mm-hmm. um, along with coffee, of course. Of course. And um, I wanted to share a tiny, I, I came across a thing on National Scotch Day, and I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the chat. But I like this uh, why we love National Scotch Day section that they pulled. And um, I think it pairs well with the All Things SR. Um, three reasons why we love National Scotch Day. And the first is it's sophisticated. Right? Now, come on. Scotch, mm-hmm. Gabriel, you can't, you can't go without that. All spirits That's have a true. distinct personality, and Scotch is no different. It's been associated with sophistication, elegance, and class. Um, And historically, it's been the hands-down favorite of royalty, authors, and politicians. Again, hence the Mm -hmm. SR connection. Because of its uncommon background, uh, to be labeled Scotch whiskey must be distilled and initially matured in Scotland. Each bottle has a recognized history. And, you know, when I read that piece, it reminded me of how champagne, like true champagne, um, is from that region of France. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's similar, but the, you know, Champagne um, is affiliated with that region. And of course, Scotch is Scot- from Scotland. Um, the other reason number two about why we love National Scotch Day is it's a no frills kind of spirit. Um, There are a few cocktail recipes that call for scotch, but most of the time, scotch drinkers like their scotch neat, straight out of the bottle. Mm -hmm. And others prefer theirs on the rocks or just a splash of water. And drinking scotch allows you to ditch the mixers and just enjoy the spirit, um, which we talked about earlier. And then the third piece of it was that scotch um, is, uh, you know, there's a lot of variety. There's a scotch to fit every taste. And while scotch is only distilled and aged in Scotland, there are many different varieties, um, and it has its own geographic intricacies that influence the flavor. Um, and uh, in in Clanlands, they note that there are five regions of um, of uh, production, um, and. This article notes that Scotland's lowland region is considered to be more mellow and delicate, but the whiskey produced in the um, Islay region is known for heavier, smokier Scotch varieties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought, and that's true. There are a lot of, I mean, it is, it is still Scotch, but there are a lot of variety um, in the flavors and also the landscape and what's grown ne- near the barley um, can influence, uh, the environmental factors can influence um, it as well. And I just put that link in the, uh, in the chat box. Well, one of, so. the, yeah, and one of the other things I found out is because of the tax rolls that Scotland put onto um, scotch, they decided mm-hmm. to, they created this uh, organization, the SWA, Scotch Whiskey Association, and it was to help, you know, deal with the taxes and try to get them lowered and global expansion. And the brand owners held this series of conferences so they could talk about how to protect the sector, which so that, you know, Scotch would become what it is today. Mm, and uh, that, yeah, and that organization was, um, they first got together in, in 1912. And then it was, they agreed to set up a wine and spirit brand association, which would later become the Scotch Whiskey Association in 1942. And they, they, which, which is very cool because that also helps celebrate the 500th anniversary of Scotch. Um, I put a yeah. link to it. I put a link into it into uh, the chat room so that you, know, you can see what it yes. is. Yes. You want to learn about all things yeah. Scotch. You can and check out that link. And then Prohibition, of course, in the United States. Now, there's a great line in The Man from uh, The Quiet Man where Barry Fitzgerald, sitting on top of his cart with his horse, and he's talking to John Wayne's character about Prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one of the whiskeys 
Whiskey was exempt from prohibition as long as it was prescribed by a doctor for medicinal purposes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so there were a lot of famous faces who all of a sudden had prescriptions for scotch, which, I, and I think one of the main uh, ones was uh, the Kennedy family. Uh, oh, yes. They did bring in a lot of scotch into this country as, as, as much as anything to help increase their fortunes. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, so they, they celebrated this 500th anniversary, and uh, for the first time in 1994, the global export of scotch broke through the 2 billion, with a B, pounds mark. That's how much mm. scotch was that sold throughout the world. That's kind of stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I didn't realize. Well... Yeah. I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised, right? Um, Because there are so many, uh, there are, it is prolific around the world, and there's just so many people who do enjoy it. Um, There there were also specific things that you had to do to produce scotch, and um, this Whiskey Association, Scotch Whiskey Association said, by law, it had to be distilled matured in Scotland in oak casks for at least three years and bottled at a minimum alcoholic strength of 40% um, alcohol by volume or proof as some people call it and they really do protect it it's something that you know you they they complain about other areas uh, creating it I, you know, like an example would be like bourbon. You can't be called bourbon unless you're actually brewed in Kentucky, right? In the United States, so it's somewhat similar to that. Mm-hmm. The um, and and looking at the, looking at the chat, um, I was seeing that Betty asked, "Do you ever wonder if Richard and Grace drank a lot of scotch one day, and nine months later, Scott came into the world?" <laughs> oh, Betty, mm-hmm. you slay me. <laughs> well, one of I the- don't. I have to answer your question. No, I don't ever wonder that. But now I'm going to. <laughs> well, one of the questions that when. when- I uh, sent my questions over to Leslie to forward to SR was, <laughs> um, do, uh, you know, are you a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, uh, are you a vampire from Scotia? Cause vampires in literature basically came out of that area. And, and maybe that's why that, that between that and Scotch draws you to the Middle Ages because it all worked together. Yeah, it all comes together. I mean, again, you know, these confluence of facts that lead us back to SR. Um, and I, um, I note that uh, one of the things that um, I came across was an article from Forbes, which I'll put in the chat room, Um, you know, because I think it's just something that uh, SR would probably enjoy as well as Gabriel, um, you know, the the professor himself would probably get a kick out of it. Um, But it's an article about celebrating Oh my gosh, I just lost the link. I'll bring it back up. Um, it's an article about celebrating uh, National Scotch Day, and it recommended four um, very uh, sophisticated, um, highly highly regarded Scotch um, brands. So I will find that uh, link that I just lost, and I will bring I will paste it well, in, one of the things, in a little bit. There, there are a few types, uh, basically five types of scotch. There's the single malt, and that must be made from a mash of 100% malted barley and distilled at a single distillery, uh, by which, by way of 
a pot still distillation process. They're single grain. Um, single grain scotch can incorporate other whole cereal grains, malted or unmalted, into the mash. And again, it must be uh, distilled in a single distillery and it can be distilled continuously in continuous stills or column stills. There's a blended malt, which is a blend of single malt scotch whiskeys from at least two different distilleries. There's blended grain, similar to the blended malt, and blended scotch is a blend of single malt and single grain scotch whiskeys. And I think that, um, you know, that was another question we posed in terms of if SR has, if, does he prefer single malt or blended? Um, so we'll keep you posted on that answer. Um, but I know, I think most people go for the single malt. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not done any kind of, uh, tasting. Uh, you know, I would love to do a scotch tasting or a whiskey. I have done whiskey tasting. I've done bourbon tastings, I should say. Um, but mm -hmm. I haven't done a scotch. Um, you know, so I, I don't, know enough to be able to distinguish a single malt versus a single grain or, you know, what the flavors are, but I'm sure everybody has a, a preference. Um, I know, uh, we mentioned Sam Hewen yes, and, uh, and he actually has his blended. He has a blended scotch, um, called Sassanac. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I just uh, put the link into the uh, chat room. Yes, and, and I know that's Ashley's scotch of choice. Mm -hmm. I know that she's, uh, um, I know that she's uh, a fan of that. And um, Flora noted she loved bourbons better than scotch. It's a little rough for me, but I'm sure Richard and Grace had some. <laughs> well, you know that brings that that reminds me of a story of uh, Mariel Hemingway. Um, who, Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter, and mm -hmm. she had a sister, Margot. And she related a story about how her, Margot was named after a wine, and it was a wine that his, her mother and father enjoyed on the night she was conceived. So that's how she got her name. <laughs> so it does happen. It does. Uh, hey, hey, anything's possible, right? Hey, you know. Paul's all's fair in love and war. Absolutely. Um, and I, uh, you know, I think, um, I, I'd like to try, uh, the Sassanac. I have not tried that yet. Um, it's on my list. I know I looked for it one time at a nearby shop when I was shopping and they were out of it. I, people were buying it, um, well, you, to support, you, I think to support Sam as much as to just to try it. I think right. a lot of it is, you know, the outlander community, mm -hmm. uh, well, you, you can order it. You can order it through that Sassanac uh, site. And mm -hmm. depending upon which state you're in, it can be delivered to your home. Otherwise, in Pennsylvania, you have to go to the, uh, was it, the Fine Wine and Spirits stores to yes. pick it up. So, but it can yes. be ordered. Well, and um, I did find the Forbes article. So mm -hmm. um, I hear Kenzie in my head saying, oh, Fancy Pants would like this. Um, because it is, it is a very refined set of, uh, scotches that, mm -hmm. um, they recommend trying. And they also noted, um, in terms of the scale of the, the distilleries in Scotland, there are currently 134 Scotch whiskey distillers operating inside Scotland. Mm -hmm. And many of them inside legendary buildings that have been in operation for centuries. And if you watch, uh, Men in Kilts. Um, they visit, um, they visit, uh, distillery, Lafroy. um, yeah. Lafroy, uh, SR's fave. And, um, the, the four recommendations they have to try, I will not get, do the names justice. You ha I hear Graham McTavish mm -hmm. in my head and he says it perfectly, but one is Glen Aleph, uh, 10 year. Another is... Glendronach, 15-year, uh, the Glendronach Revival 15-year Scotch. Um, it's based on an older recipe for a batch of whiskey so popular 
at the Glendrama Distillery, almost 200 years old in the Highlands, sold out several years ago. Um, cherry, chocolate, and honey notes blend into the layers for that one. So, yeah, I guess nice, uh, nice taste if you can find it. Um, the third one is uh, Sculpt uh, Ardberg mm-hmm. and uh, Single Malt from Islay. And then the fourth that they note is La Gavelin. Um, and uh, they noted, it's a drink of choice for the character Ron Swanson of the television show Parks and Recreation. Um, and uh, the character waxes poetic about it. And their 16-year-old is another Islay Scotch um, and it has won many, many awards. It has sherry flavors that merge with slight smoky spiciness. So that well, sounds lovely. And the top 10 that I have by sales volume are Lugvillian, mm-hmm. which is from Islay. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that one. Mm-hmm. And Lafleig, so which is number two. That's also SR's Islay. favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Balavini, which is from Speyside, which is on the... Islay is on the west coast of Scotland, and uh, Speyside is the east coast. Uh, there's Brach Lodek. That's an Islay. <laughs> uh, McCallan. The McCallan. I have the 12-year. Yes. And it's Johnny, quite lovely. Johnny Walker, which is a blended scotch. It's it's not one specific distillery, and but they have actually four different labels. They have the blue label. The green label, the black label, and the red label. Mm. And um, I've heard great things about the blue label. It's also, I think, like five hundred dollars a bottle here in the states. So just to <laughs> expensive. Make yeah, a little bit. There's also Talisker, which is an island uh, from an island region. Ardbeg, this way. Oban, which is from the Highland area, and Glenfiddich from Speyside. They're the top 10 sellers. Oban, I've tried. It's very good. I really like that one. I, I know. I went, as you were going through the list, I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, hmm, I've tried several of them. Lafroy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I've tried La, La Gavelin. I don't think I have, but now I want to after reading about it. Um, the Macallan I, I bought. Um, and in fact, in terms of Scotch and literature, if you're a fan of the Driven series, which I did want to mention, kudos to having um, to Tosca and the crew for um, getting out the second part of the second book. Um, but the Macallan, if you read some of the other stories around it, is a favorite of, um, oh my gosh, I'm just blanking out on uh, Colton's best friend, the blonde guy. I'm blanking out on his name. Someone will, someone will rescue me with this. But um, the McCallan plays, uh, you know, a role in a way in the book that features him, on um, called Slow Burn. So, um, another another nod to Scotch in literature. And so, yeah, I've, Johnny Walker. I've tr- I've had the black and the red. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I told you that story. Um, I had a story about Johnny Walker and my story is when I was on a ferry uh, ride coming back from Crete, uh, to Athens when I was studying abroad, I met up with the German and I think two guys from Germany and my friend Doyle and I, and we were drinking, going back and forth between Johnny Walker, Red and Uzo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was quite the night. I can imagine. Um, yeah, but if you know those flavor profiles, I mean, it was nuts. It was just nuts. And I... A black Lab Lady has was, to take off and have a great week. And uh, thank you for coming in with us. We enjoy it. Yes, and, and try and join us next week because mm-hmm. the party is on once for again. Nicholas. Another birthday. Another birthday coming our way. Mm-hmm. Uh August 7th, Nicholas's birthday from the man in the black suit. So, uh, yeah, and I saw um, Floor noted she's done a Glenlivet tasting here in Miami. 
Mm-hmm. And she said, really great. And Sazerac, the drink of New Orleans, is amazing. Mm, yes, I had a Sazerac in New Orleans. It's and, my one of my coworkers' favorite drinks. And Brenda's got to take off, too. So thanks, Brenda, for joining in. You yes. too, Cheryl. So and, happy you can join us today. So anyway, um, and I give this specific brand that Snarky likes. <laughs> is OP, which is Uh other people's. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's a great one. Yes, Snarky snarky tends to sneak. Yes, he does. Sneak into houses and steal scotch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course. I think any any scotch is a good one as long as it's not one that he's buying. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fun, super fun chat about... Scotch, a little celebratory National Scotch Day uh, background info, uh, gives us a little more insight into SR mm-hmm. and a little bit of insight into some of the reasons he wove, you know, having that sophisticated um, moniker mm-hmm. associated with Scotch, you can t- totally understand why he would have Gabriel drinking it. You know? Of course, of course. Now, this has gotten me wondering because, you know, their writers tend to be, um, enjoy, enjoy imbibing. Mm-hmm. And yes, they do. I remember a, uh, a, a writer, uh, Dashiell Hammett. Oh, yeah. He would drink in Pleasantville, New York at this little place. And I'm wondering what he drank. You might have to look that up. Yeah. Because I know he was a, he was, when he, he and Lillian Hellman lived in um, Pleasantville, New York for a while. And uh, she would leave him in Pleasantville when he would, would, as some people would say, get his drink on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it is a storied it is a storied drink with a really as we learned today a very very uh, treasured history um, and one that's so intertwined with the, the national spirit of uh, Scotland, both uh, liter- literally and figuratively. Um, so yeah, this is uh, another layer to the SR mm-hmm. uh, repertoire. And I'm laughing because Betty said, I don't doubt Snarky will enjoy more of Gabriel's special uh, scotch. Absolutely. And just so you know, Dashiell Hammett was a scotch drinker. Ah, that makes sense. It fits the profile. And if, if so. you, you know, just uh, it, Dashiell Hammett wrote uh, The Maltese Falcon, classic mm-hmm. movie with Humphrey Bogart. So. I love it. Mm-hmm. So One anyway. of my faves. Mm-hmm. So, do we have a song that we're uh, heading out, uh, ending we, the podcast on? We do. Uh, I'm. I was going to do this one that's playing now, but we've, I'm going to do another one. And by George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers. One <laughs> bourbon, one scotch, one scotch, and, and one, one beer. beer. <laughs> yes, perfect way to end the podcast. Absolutely. So I love a, it. Have a great one, everybody, and we'll see you next week for Nicholas's party. Enjoy and take care. Be good to each other. She said, that don't confront me. Long as I get my money next Friday. Now next Friday come, I didn't get the rent. And out the door I went. So I goes to the landlady. I said, you let me slide. I have the rent for it tomorrow, the next day I don't know. So she let me slide it on, you know, people. I notice when I come home in the evening, she ain't got nothing nice to say to me. But for five years, she was so nice. Lord, she would love her, it. I come home one particular evening The landlady said, you got the rent money yet? I said, no, 
Can't find no job. Therefore, I ain't got no money to pay the rent. She said, I don't believe you're trying to find no job. Said, I seen you today. You were standing on a corner, leaning up against a post. I said, but I'm tired. I've been walking all day. She said, that don't confront me. Long as I get my money next Friday. Now next Friday, I come out in the rain. And out the door I went. So I go down the streets, down to my good friend's house. I said, look, man, I'm outdoors, you know. Can I stay with you maybe a couple days? He said, oh, let me go and ask my wife. He come out of the house. I could see in his face. I know there was no. He said, oh, I don't know, man. Uh, she kind of funny, you know. I said, I know. Everybody funny. Now you funny, too. 